I think you just know. Um, boy, that's a shitty answer, but it's an honest <laughs> one. I think, I think, you, like, I think you, we're uh, on to something here, Bill. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 143 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the staff sergeant of SEO, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? You know what? I am fantastic today. Feeling good. Starting to finally, you know, I think the, the crud took over a lot of people and I'm, I'm coming out of it and uh, getting ready to get on the road a little bit, which I love. And so I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. I know you're doing great for two reasons. One, we're officially in spring, which just mentally makes you feel better. Yes. Number two, uh, you and your bride are about to embark on a quick little trip to Mexico. Yes. But I know the real reason you're feeling great, Kirby. And what's that, Bill? That's because you have checked out Bam Bam's custom headwear program. I have. And that makes you feel awesome. You know why? Because you can get fully custom caps. You can design them, Kirby. You can have your team do it, or you can have their team do it. And they're going to be delivered to your client in in 60 days? No. No. 45 days? Please. 30 (laughs) days. That's right. 30 days or less from sample approval. Yeah, from sample approval. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. So stock or custom, let Bam Bams be your first and only thought for custom headwear. You can head over to bambams.com. Check that out on the line, as they say. Or you can contact your local representative. They'll be more than happy to help you out. Check out that Bam Bams custom headwear program. Again, delivered fully custom, delivered to your client in 30 days or less from sample approval. That is awesome. It is awesome. You know what else is awesome, Kirby? What's that, Bill? We are about to broadcast at a nuclear level. Today. <laughs> wow, nuclear. That's exciting. Well, it's depending on where you're from, nuclear or nuclear, doesn't matter. We're okay. still going to do it. Okay, I like it. All right, Kirby, do you want you want you start us off with the topic today? Okay, cool. Um, so you know that, uh, and this is one of those where it's uh, it's a topic, and I've got a couple different questions for you within said topic. So. Um, you know that we just invested pretty heavily into the, you know, doing print in-house. Correct. And um, it was one of those things where uh, we looked around the sort of the landscape of our client base. We looked at what the print we were already doing sort of almost by accident, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, we were not chasing it at all. And I finally, I talked to you about it. I talked to uh, Dana Zezo about it. I talked to a bunch of people and finally decided to, to make the leap. So in your business life, mm-hmm. in, you know, whether it's through Brandivate, whether it's through past businesses, whether it's here at Promo Corner, when you're looking at a new opportunity like that, mm-hmm. what, what's sort of your thought process and when do you know it's time to take the leap? That's a great question. Um, I, I think it really depends on the opportunity. So I think, you know, as a responsible steward of a business, mm-hmm. so title is unimportant, but as a steward of the business, you need to kind of balance opportunity with reality. Mm-hmm. As salespeople, uh, and all of us are in sales, uh, right. we are conditioned to get excited about that opportunity. Yep. And 
you you know it's very difficult and i think you learn this over time some people have it ingrained in them from day one but most of us have to learn over time you don't spend those commission dollars until you get the actual commission check but it's very (laughs) easy to start counting the money that you think you're going to make oh yeah Um, so i think you have to carefully balance opportunity with reality um, so I, I think when you know, you have to look at, you have to know your company's finances and what right. your tolerance is for investment. Right. So um, I, can, I can use Promo Corner as an example. In 2000, I was hired in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, the first eight months or so was really, my, my main role was getting to understand the business certainly um, and rebranding the organization. I mean, that was really the main, main goal. Um, trying mm-hmm. to figure out who we wanted to be. We knew going into 2018 that it was a year of investment. And mm-hmm. so we carefully planned it out as best we could. And, and when I say we, I mean me. And I made certainly some mistakes from a budget perspective. I uh, learned a hell of a lot about that process because it's something, it was a weak point for me. I always, I mean, I know how to run a P&L, but it's just not an area of strength naturally for me. It's something I have to work very hard at, and I think yep. I'm much better at it. So, but we knew what the tolerance was for investment. And we made we made investments in, in people, in, in uh, the building here, and making sure that we had the right people in the right positions, and, you know, spending time developing new products, knowing that there was an appetite for it. And then, you know, you start, you get through most of the year, and you, you start Oh man, when when is this going to start paying off? Is this right. is this is it, you know? Then you start having those weird feelings like, did we bet on the wrong horse? Right. Um, and I'm not talking about like me as, as as running the organization, just more of a have we made some calculated mistake or you know, non-calculated I guess mistakes? What the what our client base wants. So I think it's really just really understanding what the tolerance is, when to fish, and when to cut bait. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a feeling knowing you as a very responsible business owner. You you have that that printer, and I know you've got some great printing jobs. I, I've seen the videos you do, and there's times you walk in and there's a pile of things. You collate them, and it keeps running, <laughs> and you've got big print jobs. You know what break even is. You know what mm-hmm. profitability is, and I bet in your head, whether you have it, you may have it written down even. You know what? Okay, if we don't start at least breaking even by X, we need to figure out a different strategy. Right. So I think that's really what it is. But then, then honestly. Man, so much of it is just trust in your gut, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yes, the, yeah. and, and I'm a big believer in taking the right chances, mm-hmm. taking the right risks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's a combination of trust your instincts, you know, and that's that's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, um, it is. It's, it's trusting your instincts, but balancing that out with, okay, let's look at the numbers, and let's let it roll and, and not be too quick to pull the trigger on the front end, not be too quick to, to stop everything on the back end. Really look at it from a, uh, I, 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 a very even keeled perspective. What, what, do you, what about you? How do you dis- – do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? Yeah. It's, so for me, um, I think what you just said makes a lot of sense. My, my personal process is I'm exactly – I'm that person that gets excited about the idea. Mm-hmm. And actually, even with uh, with Amy, a lot of times I'll run the idea by her, and we have sort of a process in place where I'm like, "I'm give me 24 hours. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you an idea. Don't criticize it for 24 hours. Right. If in 24 hours I'm still talking about it, because <laughs> a lot of times in 24 hours I will have thought it through and realized it's dumb. Uh, if in 24 hours I'm still talking about it, okay, then let's engage. Mm-hmm. 
And so in when I am looking at a big opportunity, and the print was a, is a great example of that, I was looking at upside. I was looking at cost. I was looking mm-hmm. at whatever. The things that you just talked about, right? But then I like to bounce the idea off of people I trust. You mm-hmm. were one of the people I called. I remember. Uh, uh, Dana Zezo was another person I called. Amy was like my, mm-hmm. okay, I need to convince her that this is the right idea. Mm-hmm. And then it did come back down to my gut. Once she was like, okay, I, th- I think it does make sense. It scares me, but uh, you know, I think it makes sense. That's when I think for me, once I make up my mind to do it, it is what uh, Tony Robbins would call a burn the boats moment. Mm-hmm. Like I said to her, I'm like, look, this is a burn the boats moment. I Like if we do this, it has to work. Right. And so I will work 20 hours a day if I have to to make it work. And so for in those big risks, I think once you have all your second guessing – before you make the decision. Yeah. And then for me, it's like once I make the decision, I'm like, it has to work. It Agreed. has to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, failure is not an option, even though failure is always an option. Yeah, but. yeah. But not mentally. Because I think, you know, Will Smith said one time, it's like, I've only got plan B or plan A because plan B just gives you a back, back door. Like, I, I he, totally agree with that. Yeah. So as a side note, and I just, okay, so that's that. The other thing that popped into my head, and it's a, we can do this one quick, is the question is, when you're doing something, and I, content is what comes to mind, but when you're doing something and you're like, how, how do you know you're on to something? Mm-hmm. Like when you're like, you're doing a podcast and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, people seem to really like this, or you're doing a video, or whatever it is, how do you feel like, oh wow, this has some momentum? Mm-hmm. When do you know that? I think you just know. Um, boy, that's a shitty answer, but it's an honest <laughs> one. I think, I think, you, like, I think you, we're on to something here, Bill. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess I would say when you, you know, it's like any piece of content. You start throwing it out there. You don't know what the audience is going to – how they're going to participate, if they're going to participate. Right. And there's so many passive consumers of content. And that's not a bad yes. thing. It's, it's just an is. Yeah. Um, I think you know – I think it's, I do think you kind of just know. Okay. Um, but I also both, both think... Both are gut feelings. That's, that's yeah. what it... Yeah. I think it's a total gut feeling. I think it's a completely... Um, I think it's a complete trust in yourself that, you know... I'll give you an example. We had the podcast, um, The uh, Closet of Shame. Mm-hmm. It was a podcast about things that can go wrong in promo and how a client can be salvaged or not and the lessons learned from that because we've all had promo go wrong. It's an, it's an industry that is inherently built on a, a opportunities for failure. Right. I, I still love the idea, but for whatever reason, it was a better idea on paper and in my head than the actual um, end result of the podcast. Mm. It got some traction, um, but I, I could tell very early on, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. I don't feel like this is working. I don't, right. I, I just, and I could tell. Um, I, and, and you know, the second I'm not into it, yeah. I'm assuming everybody else isn't. So there's where the gut feeling comes in. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with the industry insider. Um, I do feel like that has some legs. I do mm-hmm. feel like we're we're hitting a good stride there. And so, and I we had the, I think we had the same thing with this podcast. Right. You know, some people have asked me. You know, uh, how did you know an unscripted was going to be? What when unscripted was going to be? Um, right. Uh, successful. I'm like, I don't know if we ever did. I just know that Kirby and I were always excited to do it. And we kept massaging it. We kept changing it. We kept shifting things until we got to a kind of a formula that worked. So I think, mm-hmm. again, 
so much of it's gut feeling, and, and you really have to trust your, your business gut, I think, a lot of times. Yeah, and I think to your point, though, is um, the unscripted is a great example of something that I think that had legs long before I understood that it had legs because I was having so much fun doing it. Yeah. And, and that's a true, you and I talk about it a lot, sure. like kind of off air or whatever. This is something I look forward to this conversation. And so it's like, if no one was listening, I'd still want to have this conversation. And Absolutely. so when you're doing a piece of content that you enjoy, it goes back, you know, like when my daughter got into dance, I had told her, look, have fun on stage. And if you have fun, the audience will have fun. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think some of that comes to content too. Like, it's like, if you're having fun, just keep having fun. People well, will come along. And that's the thing with the closet of shame. I wasn't having fun because yeah. I found it very difficult to get guests. And right. and I, it's just, it's it's just, it was eating at me. I was like, God, this is, it, it felt like a burden. When something starts feeling like a burden, I have a feeling it's showing when I'm talking. So <laughs> it's just time to, time to move on. So I think my, my takeaway is, and I love what you said too. Uh, so I'm going to distill what you said and what I said into, into kind of a, a wrap up for this and we can move on. I think it's trust your gut. But have some checks and balances, whether it's internally in your head or better, like what you have, like an Amy or I have Joel, or mm-hmm. ha- have someone kind of a second set of eyes um, as some checks and balances to ask maybe questions you either are afraid to ask yourself or just don't want to ask yourself. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Cool. All right, Kirby. Now, you are not what I would call a road warrior, but you do travel. Yep. Often, mm-hmm. often enough to where I feel like you are qualified to answer this very serious question. <laughs> okay. All right. So I was thinking, because I've been traveling a little bit, and actually what I'm excited about for the next, I think, three, four weeks, I'm not really going anywhere, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Very rare for me. But I was thinking as, I, as, as a traveler, what are your go-to restaurants when you're on the go? And I'm, hmm. I know because I, I think it's interesting. You have a group of people who – I just I'm tired of dealing with people all day. I'm all about room service or DoorDash or something like that. Or they maybe just don't like to eat alone. Mm-hmm. Or or you have the people with like no problem eating alone. And I love going to a city and finding a hole in the wall. So I'll do a little research and all that. And then there's the other people who just I just want some consistency. I'm happy going to a chain restaurant or yeah. or whatever. Where do you fall in that category? Because you do some travel that's just going to Cleveland for a couple days or going right. to Detroit and things like that. Where do you fall? <clears throat> so uh, a couple things. I, I love this. This is a fun topic. So if I'm just like it's sales, you know, you're on the road for the day driving and you're, you know, maybe three hours down, three hours back, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the road, it, it sounds weird, but McDonald's for a, you know, the quick in and out meal. I know it's not healthy. I know it's not popular, but what I do know is their coffee is the same every place. Their bathrooms are clean. <laughs> so, um, and <clears throat> so from a consistency perspective, if I'm just on the road and I want to get off, grab a sandwich and get going, McDonald's, I know that's weird but okay. that's what about what for like. dinner what about for dinner yeah for dinner i would say most of the time if i'm traveling by myself mm-hmm. then i am probably more of a chain person okay i want to be able to get in have a beer have a steak and get back to the room mm-hmm. if i'm traveling with like someone who knows the area then i want to go and see local cuisine okay Fair is, enough. Is that, so, does that make sense it does so i'm gonna again i'm all about distilling things down today you prefer consistency I do. over 
uh, the the Russian roulette that can be restaurants. You yeah. know, you never know. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, no, I again, like, and, and it was funny because my dad early on in my sales career, my dad was in sales, mm-hmm. and he he kind of talked to me about that McDonald's rule. He's mm-hmm. like, clean bathrooms, good coffee, and the sandwiches are the same everywhere. They might yeah. not be the best sandwiches, but they are consistent, and I do value that. Well, and I get that. So if I'm if I'm driving down the road and I need to tinkle, you better believe it's a McDonald's or, or <laughs> any order of any uh, sort of quick service type. Uh, restaurant bathrooms usually clean, easy in and out. Yep, and went forth. Um, I really try not to eat at fast food. That's just yep. me, and that's not. I mean, I you know, look every once in a while, I'll, I can crush a Big Mac pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, but I really love finding oddball places. It did start mm. off that way when I started traveling. I was like, gosh, I'm going to feel weird eating in a restaurant by myself. And so I generally do a lot of room service. And then I started branching out and do what you did. Okay, I'm going to go out by myself, but I'm not going to sit at the bar, at, but, and I'm going to go to a, a chain. Like I would, I remember one of my go-tos was Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Um, I'd get a booth and just be by myself, and I'd just stare at my phone the whole time. And as my confidence grew, I really enjoy going to – you know, I'll, I'll do a little research on the, online. I'll try to find a, a, you know, whatever type of food I'm either there, the city's known for or whatever I'm interested in. And I love sitting at the bar and talking to the bartender. I really yeah. do. At, at a local place, talking about, like, hey, came here from out of town. What do you recommend? I love that dialogue. I find it helps me unwind after a long day on the road, mm. talking about, you know, Promo Corner or the promotional products industry or whatever. I find that that just for lack of a better term, inane, thoughtless banter I can have with someone who has no idea about the industry or what I do. It's really, I find it very, very relaxing and very, so that's just me. And I, I, like I, I would, I'd love to know where our other road warriors in our uh, industry fall. I have a feeling it's all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is one of those things I'd love to hear from the audience for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Kirby, do you have another topic for us? I do. So one of the things you and I are big, uh, content creators. Yes, sir. Um, and the way, what I found is that the way I consume content has really shifted. Okay. Um, you and I have talked a little bit about this. I think that like YouTube, for example, I think is trying to shift to become the new TV. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking about different sort of non-traditional, um, content that I consume. Okay? okay. So, so instead of watching friends or, you know, the things that I used to watch on Thursday nights or whatever, timely reference, I am, I am literally not watching much on TV at all. I'm watching right. stuff on YouTube and things like that. So I wanted, and I have a couple written down here to see non-traditional content mm-hmm. that you consume on a regular basis or that you like, Kind of you, when you see it on YouTube, you see it on Facebook, wherever it is, you, that you seek it out. Okay, can I clarify just so yeah, I understand? Sure. Are you talking about content or also consuming entertainment? Because you'd reference friends. Yeah, so I actually am thinking entertainment. Okay, but, but I, I view sure. that no, as no. content as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> it's actually pretty interesting you brought this up because I've been a direct TV customer for over 17 years. Okay. And I'm looking at my bill very closely. Um, I try to do this once a year, look at um, where things are attached to my debit card that are automatically right. withdrawn, yes. um, look at our bills, where can we shave money here and there. And for the first time, I'm, I think I'm probably ready to kill DirecTV. Um, wow. I, we, just, we just don't use it. Um, I mean, it's, I look at what I watch and Sandy watch on a regular basis. The kids do not watch TV. Mm. They 
don't. They are happy watching Netflix. They're happy mm. watching YouTube, and they're happy doing whatever hood rat stuff that they do. <laughs> um, but I look at what I watch on TV, and it's I, it's basically all Food Network, a lot of reruns mm-hmm. of Law and Order, or yeah. sports. Yeah. Those are the things that I watch. And so that doesn't justify $189 a month, no. which is what my bill is. Um, and so I've seen my, my taste shift to I am much happier – um, watching things on, I guess now they probably are traditional, but uh, it's in my old man brain they're still non-traditional. The Hulu's, the Netflix, right. the Amazon sure. Prime, it, the the amount of creativity you see in those you know monthly subscription non-traditional channels, not HBO or things like right. that. They're a little more traditional. The the, the creativity is off the charts. Yeah, and I, I you know for. I've kind of done the math. I think I can get basically everything I would normally watch on my regular TV. Um, we don't have a smart TV, so I'm going to have to get a smart TV. Right. So we can you know watch things on on the screen. But I can get a really nice smart TV for about five hundred bucks in a th- in three months. Yeah, pay for it. pay for it. So I I, I find I found my tastes shifting a ton, um, and I think it's just because. Most of the people who are creating good content, good TV shows, have moved to YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. What about mm-hmm. you? So, and, and I, were you I looking think, for specific shows? By nope, the way, no, okay. I mean, it, it could be, but okay. whatever. Uh, so, I can give those to you if you want. Um, well, I'll give you a couple of what things that have caught my eye, and it's mm-hmm. one of those where I really find myself right this minute spending a lot of time on YouTube as yep. opposed to Facebook yep. and some of the other social media platforms. Mm-hmm. So the things that catch my eye, and every time there's a new one, I watch it, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, Joe Rogan has caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I'm don't. i not one of those people who um, watches the old three hours. I'll, I'll pick right. s- specific topics. So his podcast that is also on YouTube is fascinating to me. Yeah, that's that's a, that's some, sometimes it's tough to get through. I agree, three hours is a lot. Yeah. But I mean, even, I, even I when don't he's, ever watch that. I only no. watch the clips. I, I even when he's interviewing David Lee Roth, which he did very recently, it's like, man, I, oh man, this is tough. <laughs> um, last week tonight uh, with uh-huh. John Oliver. Now yes. I know somebody's going to say, uh, "Oh, I think that's on HBO or Showtime or whatever." Yes, I don't. I don't have a subscription to that at all. Mm-hmm. So I only watch that on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's really interesting. And then I will say that the. This is funny to me. I, the only show I've ever binge watched in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. is Cobra Kai. Ah, it, it, the updated the, Karate Kid. Kid. Yeah. Daniel Danielson. Yeah. So, which is so that's interesting to me. And they're getting ready to come out with season two. And so I got a YouTube mm-hmm. premium for right, I remember. a month. Watched the whole thing and then canceled it. And so I'll be getting it back again because that – so that's, again, non-traditional but super fun. Yeah, well, in the spirit of the Karate Kids, sweep the leg, no mercy. Um, so I tend to gravitate toward Netflix and right. uh, Amazon Prime. So like Netflix, they have so many wonderful documentaries. I love documentaries. Um, this past week uh, when I was traveling, I watched one on one the one and only Francis Albert Sinatra. All right. Which was fantastic. And then one I just just really got deep into, and again, of course, I'm a big music guy, was uh, The Life of Quincy Jones. And you want to talk oh. about a guy who you just don't realize all the genres he touched. 
you know, he he was a musician in his own right in the in the thirty. I'm sorry, forties and fifties. Um, he conducted Frank Sinatra's orchestra in the sixties. He did all the pop music work with Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie in in the seventies and eighties. Just the, the 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 amount of impact that guy has had on music just blew me away. So I love documentaries. Mm-hmm. I'm always a sucker for that. And then on Amazon Prime, there's a show called The Man in the High Castle. Mm, which I've is heard of it. Uh, yeah, so it's an alternate uh, reality set in about 1963-64 that if uh, Germany and um, uh, Japan had won World War II. So it's really? very yeah, and I like that stuff. I mean, I just yeah, like goofy stuff like that. So I, I I too am gravitating away. Let's do a real quick one, just a okay. real quick one. Um, so I, and I maybe it might not be quick, but let's try to make it quick. <laughs> okay. Um, so the Michael Jackson controversy. Um, I don't want to necessarily get into the nuts and bolts of that, but just to, in case nobody's heard of it, uh, Michael Jackson, the federal famous pop star, a, a documentary recently came out with yet more allegations about child abuse and in uh, child molestation and, and really painting Michael Jackson in a very poor light. We know that you know he was accused a few times when he was alive, um, uh, but he was never convicted. But there were lots of accusations, lots of innuendos, and, and lots of, I think, making a lot of us feel very uncomfortable about just right. who Michael Jackson was. I Really what I want to talk to you about is so many companies are now distancing from Michael Jackson. Um, based on a documentary, again, he's never been convicted of anything. These are all allegations. And so you have radio stations that are no longer playing his music. You have uh, companies he's been associated with really disassociating with him and any sort of licensing agreement they had. So let me ask you this, Kirby. Given the current culture, given the current knowledge that you know about that, that, that situation, if your, your brand was tied to Michael Jackson and somehow. How would you handle it? Boy, that's a good one. I uh, might not be a quick one. I thought you know, it was one of the ones I really want to talk about though. Yeah, it's it, no, it's it's good. I would I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. it, it, like I I I struggle cuz I I think that I understand where brands are coming from cuz they're like, look, mm-hmm. it, you know, if, you know, one one hundredth of this is true, yeah. then do we want to be associated with that? Right. Um, on the other hand, it's like, do we know anything differently today than we did two years ago? Right. And from my perspective, the answer is no. I mm-hmm. mean, I had like, I have exactly the same suspicions that I had then. Sure. Uh, so if I were tied to him in the past, I don't know that it would change my mind because, again, it. Even this documentary, which I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but it these are all allegations that were out there before. Right. So I think that my inclination would be no, okay. but I do understand the idea. It's, it's just one of those things where the reactionary way that people kind of overstep, you know, I always, you and I have talked about it. I think it's, out, I call it outkicking the coverage. Right. Where we literally, it's like, people react immediately, harshly, really quickly about stuff that it's like, okay, but how's it different than yesterday? Right. And so I think my reaction is probably no, I would not. But you're right. It's super icky. P.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are the parents? Yeah, well, like, that's, that's a- the part that totally gets me is what parent was like, yeah, take my kid. No Love problem. Spend the night. Have some Jesus juice. Yeah, yeah. I uh, – here, here's – so, you know, Michael Jackson for the most part – um, I think by a large preponderance of the population is guilty in the court of public opinion. Mm. Um, obviously, he's passed away almost 10 years now, which I can't believe, by the way. Right. Um, 
not here to defend himself. Um, right. So it's it's which I'm a, not crazy about. By I'm, the way. Not, those, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Those either. kind of documentaries that happen sometimes, and it's just like, oh well, how how brave of you to yeah. <laughs> to, to take him on now? Yeah, but then also I think about look, if I was touched inappropriately, I'm not sure I would come out right away either. Fair against against, Fair. A, against someone who had global superstar status, and that's I, I there's no right or wrong answer here. Yeah, no, I don't. Fair, I, I think I would though because of um, the court of public opinion, and unfortunately we do live in a bottom line society. I would pull um, any sort of uh, tie or sponsorship. I would. Um, yeah. Whether whether I you know and I try to really disassociate. Look, I know no one's convicted him, and he certainly is not here to defend himself, and he's never coming back to defend himself. But mm-hmm. I've got to protect my brand, and unfortunately, um, in the in the minds of many, his his life is uh, very tainted now. So mm-hmm. I think it's a tough question, but I wanted to bring it up because I always appreciate your perspective on things. You know what else I appreciate, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. It is the good, good, good goods at Gold Star. I think we've talked about a lot of these things, but you know they're the full color specialist, and they're right in the house. They have full color decoration, decoration specialists for high definition imprints that pop. And I know you have some Gold Star writing instruments and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, they, do. Use, that, they use that four color process for better color matching, keeping the promo products on brand. Metal pens with a gradient imprint and we all hate gradient imprints, right? We are conditioned <laughs> to hate those things. But for, for the Gold Star, that's not a problem. Plastic pen, pens with a full color logo, you got it. Uh, do you want plastic wraparound imprints on your drinkware? Of course you do. Yeah, they can do that too. So if you want to see, uh, if the, even if you want to see a customized virtual presentation, they've got you covered there. So sign up for your free Simplicity Starter Kit online at goldstarpens.com slash unscripted. Go get colorful. You're not going to be sorry that you did. You will right. not. And let me just tell you, yeah. I just got just, and this is off script as always, but I got virtuals from them yesterday. They look mm-hmm. fantastic. And they were super, like, you know how sometimes you get a virtual and it's like, hey, they put a logo on their product. Like, it was just, whoopee, I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Like, Gold Star, the ones they send you, they are in dynamic presentations. They go to the client's website. They, they, mm-hmm. like, they will go above and beyond on that. So, right. Very awesome. Cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, hey, I've got a theme for Fill in the Blank this week if you're ready to roll on that. I am. All right. So I want you to create your own dream executive team. You have a brand new company and you need some people to run it. So let's go ahead and start at the top, Kirby. Your dream CEO. And let's go ahead and assume it's in the promotional products, marketing, branding industry. Okay. Okay. Let's start at the top. Your dream CEO would be blank. My dream CEO would be Gary V. Wow, I love it. Uh, yeah. So, and, and I, I don't know if you wanted me to have uh, promotional people. Doesn't matter. But, but Doesn't yeah, matter. I, I think I think Gary would have a great insight to. He certainly has a great marketing mind, mm-hmm. but he certainly has a great insight into the way people behave, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the things that promo affects the best. Mm-hmm. And then let's face it, he has shown that he can grow a monstrous business. So Gary V. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, my theme this week, fitness. Oh, all right. All right. You had mentioned, I think last week we were talking about that you were trying to get back into it. So yeah. your favorite exercise to do is? It's uh, actually to really 
work hard on the elliptical. Um, I hate mm-hmm. it, but I love it because I end up feeling exhausted at the end of it. And I know it's kind of an old man's exercise, mm, but I, I just, I don't, I don't like to run. I wish I did. I, I, I really do. I've tried it so many times and I just did, don't have any joy doing it. It hurts. I, I get shin splints. <laughs> I just don't love it. Um, so I work pretty hard on the elliptical. Um, I go about three and a half miles as hard as I can on the elliptical. It takes me about, you know, 25, 30 minutes to do it. Um, awesome. so, so I'll say the elliptical. Okay, cool. All right, Kirby, now you need someone to run operations to ensure a lean and efficient organization. Your COO, your chief operating officer, is blank. Bill Petrie. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Uh, No, I think that that's one of the things that you are, you have gifts and strengths in running things from a, from a, uh, from an operational perspective. So it's one of the things I think the reason that we're on episode 143 is that you are really good at, at hauling me in and keeping the trains running on time. And so I would say Bill Petrie. Well, thank you. Mm hmm. How about that? I, I, uh, I, I, I'm stunned. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, back to fitness. Yeah. Your biggest struggle with fitness is? Um, continued consistency. I think that's probably what everybody's is, um, mm-hmm. especially – and it's really due to the travel. Um, I don't like, I like to travel as light as possible. So a lot of times when I travel, I don't bring stuff to work out in and I should, mm-hmm. um, and right. that's, that's, uh, that's a hundred percent on me. So right. it, when I'm at home, I'm really good with consistency. I don't mind getting up at four twenty-five in the morning and going to a workout before the, the day begins, but on the road somehow uh, that, that is very easy for me to not do. Yep. I feel you on that one. All right. Kirby, being a new company, you really need some slick marketing. Blank would be your chief marketing officer. Oh. Um, Casey Neistat. Okay. Which I know that you're not a big Casey fan. I am. And I, I think what it would boil down to is I'm, and what I'm doing, you'll notice I'm going back and forth on the industry and out yep. of the industry. Yep. I, I actually think from a marketing perspective, I, I assume in this company I'm starting, I get to be a part of it too, right? Uh, you No. No, okay. No, well, you, I guess, you, yeah. you need you. You are going to be part of it, but let's call you the chairman emeritus here. You need a, an executive team to really execute your vision. Totally, that's cool. Um, but I think that we're going to have. I would like to. Ha- if I were doing this, I'd have a mixture of in the industry and out of the industry. So I think a director of marketing or whatever you just called it. Okay. I want someone who lives in the world today. Got it. Like someone who is an influencer, someone who understands digital, someone who understands swag, and Casey has all of that. I, I think that's a great answer. And just for, for the record, it's not that I'm not a fan of Casey Neistat. I just don't get it. And that's yeah. not a criticism of him. I know he's very popular and a very big influencer. Um, he, you know, It just doesn't speak to me. It's kind of like yeah. Brit- Britney Spears music. I, I, I get that it's popular. It just doesn't speak to me. Fair, fair. All right. The place you enjoy working out the most is... Uh, the gym. I, you know, I, I'm built as kind of a stocky guy, big boned and, and things like that. And so I still, and I still do this to this day, I derive a ton of, of pleasure going to the gym and actually lifting weights. I like that routine. I like the noise of the gym. I like the sound of the weights dropping. Um, I do like that. I find a lot of comfort there just because I think I've done it my whole life. Cool. I like it. 
Kirby, not much happens without sales. So who do you trust running your sales organization? Your chief sales officer would be blank. Dana Zezo. All right. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, back in the industry, I think Dana has a proven track record of of just building um, a tribe, building an audience. And certainly he understands marketing and, and sales in a um, in a world that is Mm -hmm. moving in that direction. I will say this is the hardest one for me because I had about five people immediately come to mind. That is something I think our industry does exceptionally well. Um, So Dana Zezo. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right. Final one for you. And you kind of touched on this, so this will be interesting. The way that you maintain any level of fitness on the road is... Really try to control my eating. Um, I've noticed, you know, I I talked to somebody about this earlier this week. Um, I'm struggling to lose weight. I'll I'll be very transparent. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm heavier than I want to be. Like I said, I'm big bone, so it's one of those things I can hide it pretty well, but I'm not super happy with how I'm feeling. And whereas five, six years ago, and I'm 49, so five or six years ago, I could stop drinking soda, which I have, and I could stop snacking, which I have, and then weight would just melt off. And it's not happening. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've really had to rethink of what I eat. I'm starting to think about salt intake because I uh, intake because I feel uh, you know water retention. I mean, I, uh, it's getting old. That's the hard thing for me. So yeah, for right. what I, what I try on the road is really um, not to snack, and when I go to dinner, not to completely gorge myself, and also uh, dial back uh, the social hour cocktails. So right. one of those things, um, I, I, I was actually talking about this with uh, Ben Taylor and Megan Zezo, who were in here earlier this week, uh, stopping by. And you know, I know we do. I do the adult beverages week, and certainly I love a good adult beverage. Don't get me wrong, but I'd say a good half to half the time when I'm at an industry event and you see me drinking a gin and tonic, it's actually a club soda and lime. And mm-hmm. I don't, and so I, I try to do a little bit more of that. No, that's, that's great. That's All really right. good. All right. So Kirby rapid fire, you know how okay. this works. I'm going to give you two choices, two choices only. You're going to pick one or the other. There's no right or wrong answer. And I don't want an explanation. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. I'll do my best. All right. So these are restaurants on the road. And I okay. want you to just pick one or the other. And they're kind of I'm trying to. I tried to match genre to genre, so I wouldn't compare a Mexican restaurant to a pizza place. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'll, yes. And you understand the rules? I do. And there's no wrong answer here, really. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Chili's or Applebee's? Applebee's. Five Guys burgers and fries or Shake Shack? Oh, uh, Five Guys. Wrong. Tilted kilt or? <laughs> excuse me. Uh, tilted kilt or Twin Peaks? Uh, tilted kilt. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or Hooters? Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Subway or Blimpy? Subway. Which which are Slotchkeys? Uh, Slotchkeys. I don't know what either are. Okay. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC, or Popeyes? KFC. Jason's Deli or McAllister's Deli? McAllister's. Domino's or Pizza Hut? Domino's. Panera Bread or Corner Bakery? <sighs> Corner Bakery. Dickie's Bar- Barbecue Pit or Famous Dave's Barbecue? Famous Dave's. Panda Express or Payway? Panda Express? Taco Bell or Taco, Taco Cabana? Uh, Taco Bell. Wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, free, uh, let's go. Let's talk about uh, big burritos. Freebirds or Chipotle? Uh, uh, Chipotle. Wrong again. Oh, in, in and Out Burger or Whataburger? Boy, I know that there's going to be opinions on this. Um, I don't care. Uh, oh. Let's go with Whataburger. Excellent. Well done. You've redeemed <laughs> yourself. And this is a Nashville only one. One, just one more. Hot chicken. Hattie B's or Prince's? 
Uh, Hattie B's. Incorrect. Princess is the original <laughs> hot chicken and the only one you should come to if you're in Nashville. Hattie B's is good, but it's a tourist trap. Okay. You know what else is good, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Our good folks and good friends and good buddies and good pals over at the Good Goods. That is Bam Bams. They have that custom headwear program, fully custom caps, designed by you or your team. Or them. doesn't matter. And it's going to be delivered to your customer not in 60 days, not in 30 days. Well, actually, it is 30 days. Missed one there. Not in 60 <laughs> days, not in 45 days, but in 30 days or less yes. from sample approval. Stock or custom, let Bam Bams be your first and only thought for custom headwear. Kirby? So what you're saying is yes. Bam Bams is a sponsor of this fine program. Uh, I am being very clear that Bam Bams is a sponsor of this fine program, as is Gold Star for the Man, film. We appreciate section. that. We really do. All right, Kirby, thank you again for having this little fun with me today. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.